0: We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balaszewski says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balaszewski. Hello, my dear friend and my darling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for hanging out with us here today for a little while on Journey to Center and Empower Radio. You know, I believe that each of us is on the journey of the hero, a spiritual journey, whether we are conscious of it or not. I believe on some level, each of us has chosen to incarnate as a human being on this crazy planet. And we embark on an interesting adventure in a strange land. As babies and children, we come in believing and remembering the truth and magic of love. But then eventually the veil of forgetfulness descends. We experience crisis, disillusionment, and heartache, But all of this can serve to help us on our journey, inspire us to eventually wake up to the truer truth of who we are and remember and reclaim our magical divine nature. Each and every one of us has the potential to become victorious and go on to live a fulfilling and joy-filled life. Today, I'm excited to be having a conversation about the journey of the hero, which I'm confident can lend you insight and clarity in an uplifting and empowering way. We are here with Craig Colovo, entrepreneur, artist, philanthropist, and seeker. He's also the author of the book, "I am God in Disguise, and So Are you." In this book, Craig invites us to become a player in the game of life by discovering our divine nature, surrendering to its power and inspiring others on this journey. So Greg, I'm so, very excited you said yes to a second show with us here today on Journey to Center.
1: Oh, Tammy, thank you so much. And again, thanks for allowing me to share my message. And I'll tell you what, that first uh, that first show went by so fast. We had to do this.
0: We had to do it. I'd like to do a month <laughs> of you, maybe, maybe six months. You oh, have boy. Great content, so much wisdom, and you do it in such a fun and joyful way. And that's how I like to roll at this point in my life. So let's start with the title of your book, I Love It So Much. I am God in disguise and so are you. I'm not so much in disguise these days, but I certainly was. (laughs) didn't know it. I am God and so are you. But yes, let's talk about the title of your book and uh, then like let's embark on the journey of the hero together.
1: Oh sure, sure, fantastic. I appreciate it. Yeah. So the title. I mean, I'll admit I wanted the title to be strong or bold. Um, I guess every author wants their wants their book cover to be eye catching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm a little bit surprised on the occasions where I hear people say that it's somewhat controversial. I mean, I've actually gotten a few emails where people will say, Hey, Craig really loved your book. Uh, after I got past the, the shock of the title. So, I mean, I don't know. So that's, it's funny to me. And, um, I, I actually think the message that that we are all gods or the divine is within. I mean, it's not even a a new age message. Um, I've I've found these teachings in the Hindu scriptures, for example, uh, which are what five thousand years old. In in Buddhism, um, scattered all throughout the Bible. I'm not a particularly religious guy, but someone recently sent me this quote, which I just love. Do you not know that you are God's temple and God's spirit dwells in you? Mm -hmm. Wow. I mean, that sure sounds like I am God in disguise to me.
0: Well, When Jesus said these things and greater will you do. So we knew he was an aspect of God, but he was saying it's in us as well.
1: Exactly. In us as
0: well. And I like the word namaste. The divine in me bows to the divine in you. The divine recognizes and bows. We are splinters of God is what I say, aspects of God. And as we know this, we start to become more empowered and can ripple out, um, healing to others in the world. But you say, you know, we have this journey that we're on as young souls and we come in and it is important or maybe vital to even forget our divine nature. So I'm, I'm just really excited because the way you put this in your book is so comprehensive and it goes along really well with what Joseph Campbell speaks of in regards to the journey of the hero. And all of us are on it. And it's about becoming the hero of our own story, which not everybody chooses to do. But I love that you're inspiring people to make that choice for and within themselves.
1: Right, right, right. So it was it was kind of exciting for me and I'm glad I didn't really discover the Joseph Campbell books and videos until I was through writing my my book that you know discovering when I overlaid the the six stages of development that we go through and that we all must go through in my opinion on this journey um, and it, it it really fit the template, That Campbell talks about. Mm -hmm. And the reason I find that so exciting is I I talk throughout the book that I really truly believe that. There is only one story, and that's why these stories throughout ancient myths all overlap. And, you know, Campbell talks about, you know, the story of Buddha is a hero's journey. The story of Jesus is a story, you know, the story mm-hmm. of Gandhi. You know, we can go on and on and on to The Wizard of Oz, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of modern day movies. What is it, Does he talk about Star Wars and The Matrix? The all Matrix. Being-
0: Yes. And tarot cards is the journey of the hero. It's, it's everywhere. And again, you make this so comprehensive, so helpful. I wish I would have found it when I was in the treacherous part of my hero's journey, but, uh, (laughs) I'm reading it now and happy to be having a conversation and sharing it with others. So Craig, would you, would you go into the different steps? of? Oh, sure. journey. I think people might recognize themselves somewhere on this path and maybe, um, you can enlighten them how to get to the more fun part of the journey.
1: (laughs) Sure. Sure. No problem. Well, First, uh, you know, obviously, we all start our spiritual path at birth, and I kind of jokingly, tongue-in-cheek, call it in the book "alien birth." And just briefly, you know, I I see I see it's very similar to you know uh, the newborn as being similar to an alien crashing on this this strange planet because I feel at birth, Tammy, that we're we're literally pulled from this invisible world. Mm-hmm. Of pure energy into the world of form. And um so so we're we're born onto this planet, and I I believe that it's no accident that in our early development we forget the divine part of our nature. We're all born as body and soul, and it's almost like the the soul or the spirit part of our being has to take a back seat has to step aside for this portion of the adventure and this is one of the one of the few areas where i really disagree with a lot of the so-called experts who say that forgetting our divine nature is the root of all evil I really think, Tammy, that that it's a natural, necessary stage in our early development for us to to go out and enter what I call the second stage of life, which is the school of life. Mm-hmm. We have to be single-minded mm-hmm. in our focus. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they say, what do they say? Man cannot serve two masters. Oh, yeah. Well, the soul and the spirit knows how important it is in these early stages for us to learn about human nature, to learn about how to be human beings. So the soul, in my opinion, steps aside, uh, voluntarily steps aside for this portion of the adventure. And uh, for me, um, I was kind of clueless in this unaware state until uh, I hate to admit it, until I was in, you know, my mid thirties, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just totally into the physical material world, you know, life's a bitch and then you die kind of <laughs> mentality, you know, you, the, the, the more money you can make, the more toys you possess, the more sex you can have, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> whoever, collects, more. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: whoever collects the most stuff at the end wins. Yeah.
0: I remember those days, that chapter. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. So so um I believe that the school of life is really like any school. It it serves us lessons and gives us tests week in and week out. And and again, like any school, if we ignore those lessons and like most of us We just rush from one experience to the next. Those lessons are going to get more difficult, uh, more painful. And trust me, I am... I am well aware of this. Uh, I was one of the stubborn ones and, you know, the universe is a really friendly place and it wants us to succeed. So, so in the beginning, the lessons are very gentle, very mild, kind of like, you know, getting poked with a stick. Mm -hmm. And, and as we ignore them, as we rush from thing to thing, it you know, it, it becomes it becomes like getting hit over the head with a club. Yeah, and I say I, all
0: the time, God throws pebble stones, bricks, and then you get a brick wall. And
1: and I had to get the brick wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, most so, of us so, do, it seems. <laughs> so well, so if you look at and I wish we, you know, this was this was a video, but if you look at Joseph Campbell's um uh, template You know, he talks about going out into the world, which kind of, you know, mirrors, you know, going into the school of life, and then you're called to adventure. And for me, where he talks about crossing over the threshold, kind of into the world of the unknown, I kind of see that is when we finally reach that phase in life where the school of life has really done its job. It's, it's worn us out Mm -hmm. and we finally look within for the first time. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, we say those magic words, we say, you know, is there more to life than this? Mm -hmm. And for me, those words, I mean, if you can picture someone sitting there with their head in their hands and, you know, another failed relationship. Uh, You know, my health was not that great. I was drinking, I had, you know, more addictions than I want to care to admit. My, you know, finances were a struggle. You know, so what I'm saying is the school of life really beat me down. And, and it was like, when I said, is God, is there more to life than this? It was like, Alibaba saying open sesame the doors were opened and treasures were revealed i kid you not it was a it was a magical time it was like it was like my spirit that sleeping giant that, that i talk about that lies dormant within all of us was just waiting for the opportunity and and it was like i unlocked the door with those words and the universe kicked it open because tammy after that moment everything changed. People and events started showing up in my life. Books started showing up. Um, if I can just tell you just a quick, a quick little personal story. I was, I, as I said, I was in my early thirties and three things happened in a very, very short period of time. Within two, three weeks, I, I called, I called this girl, asked her to go out to dinner. Uh, she said, Yes. She told me she had a meeting she had to go to first and invited me to tag along. And I went to the meeting and it was a workshop that she went to every week for A Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. And have have you heard of that? Oh, I'm very familiar. I've been a student myself. Okay, okay, cool. So that was my first experience. Kind of a baptism to that kind of language and those kind of Mm -hmm. discussions. And and like I said, I was totally clueless. I was a sleepwalker still on my journey. Um, But I I would have to assume that some seeds got planted. Um, Shortly after that, I was invited to go to a Sunday church service with some friends. And I just kind of laughed not being a, a religious uh, guy. I said, no, 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 I'm not a churchy guy. I'm, I'm not going to go. And I was assured that, that it was not your traditional church. And my friends talked me into going and it was, it happened to be the Unity Church in Houston. And I don't know if you've ever experienced Unity Church, but it was pretty cool it, yes. was, yeah. it was a non-denominational setting, very, very positive, uplifting message. The music was awesome. They had a live band. Um, so after the Unity Church service, I went looking for the men's room, and in the hallway on the way to the men's room was a poster that was advertising an upcoming lecture, a speaker, and the speaker was Wayne Dyer. Oh yes. It, I'd heard of Wayne. I I've read a couple of his books back in college. So I wondered why this you know, celebrity author was going to be speaking at a church. I felt it was kind of strange, but I went to the bookshop and I bought a ticket and I discovered that Wayne had kind of evolved and became a spiritual guru himself. So, so Tammy, what I'm saying is the universe, once you discover that divine within and and, you know, those doors start to open these things, the serendipity. And I, if you saw me, I'm making quotation marks, these coincidences. Synchronicity, God winks. You right, winks.
0: right. Yeah. Yeah. And I believe it really is when the student's ready, the teacher appears like the universe is just waiting for us to extend that invitation.
1: Ah, you got but it. Now, Craig,
0: is that, does the epic battle happen after this?
1: Yes. No, abs- the- absolutely. Because see, when I, th- when I discovered, you know, so, so in the Wayne Dyer book, you know, he's talking about and explaining how to, how to meditate. And of course, everyone's heard from others, you know, Hey, you got to meditate. You have to silence your, your mind and listen to the divine within. So finally, one day I'm feeling worn down. I closed the, I locked the doors and, you know, close my mini blinds. I don't want anyone to see me put on my headphones and I try to meditate meditate for the first time and that's when i really discover the divine within i for the first time i i feel like i'm no longer alone on on this journey and that is discovery but then you know i don't know i would guess there's a 48 hour period there where i really thought I had arrived I had reached the pinnacle I was this enlightened being but but little did I know that that was just the beginning my 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 uh, uh bodyguard who who had been my loyal bodyguard who'd been with me for 30 plus years quickly came to the surface and he was like hey hey, hey wait one minute while you were getting all new agey with, with your new friend, uh, you forgot about me. So, so Tammy, that's where the epic battle is. Now you've got this, this indwelling, you know, spirit, your soul that you've discovered, but your, your bodyguard is not ready to give up control of the throne. And for me, I was stuck in that freaking battle for almost 20 years. Wow. And um. and you know what? And there's I I reflected on why we resist surrender for so long, and for me, number one, the biggest was fear of change. Mm-hmm. I you know everyone knows change can be a little scary, and my self talk for all those years was eh, you know life's life's a struggle, but it's safe, it's predictable. So uh, that better,
0: better the devil we know than the angel. We don't. Yeah, And exactly. to relinquish control isn't necessarily natural. I've heard it said, you know, the ego doesn't want to die. It's I think what, you know, that big battle is really the fight between our head and our heart, between our human self and our like soul self.
1: Right, right. And I still felt uh, loyalty to this bodyguard who's been yeah. protecting me and leading me all these years. And then the other the second thing was I have uh, it's easier to be a victim is another reason why we resist surrender to to become a conscious player in this game of life is so powerful, but we must take responsibility for everything we've created. And that's that's it takes some courage to do that, to say, oh,
0: take 100 percent responsibility for your life and that we need to forgive, that we need to let go of our hatred and judgment because that's just going to keep us stuck in that epic battle.
1: Yes, yes, yes. That's that's exactly right. And then also we're we're misled. This is another place that I disagree with the so-called experts. You know, I didn't want to give up all my stuff. You know, we think that abundance, or or many of us, I guess I can only speak for myself, thought that abundance and spirituality don't go together. and And, you know, it's funny. It reminds me I went to see Wayne Dyer speak in person. And uh, after his talk, there was a little Q&A afterwards, and someone raised their hand, and they were questioning Wayne, and they were questioning him about his, uh, his success and his abundance, and he, I loved his answer. He was so unapologetic. He said, yes, I am very abundant. He said, I have a home in Maui which is where I live and do most of my writing. I also have a home in California. And you know what? I have a home in Florida too. He said the universe wants us all to be abundant. Absolutely. Go for God and all things will be added unto thee. Prosperity (laughs) is our true
0: nature. So yeah, I absolutely agree.
1: Even even the Gita teaches, I, I jotted down a little quote here, evil lies only in the misuse of the power and products of nature enjoyment of this abundance when free from attachment will express itself in noble achievements so yeah yeah so it it took me a while to get over the hump to know that i didn't have to give up my stuff and if to be on this spiritual path um yeah. It's so true. I'm far
0: more prosperous now than I was when I was worried about not having my prosperity because I didn't want to surrender. And it's mm-hmm. it's just so funny. But I think that's that's the end of the journey where we get to reap the rewards and inspire others. And um, you did talk a little bit about surrender and that uh, we have resistance to it. But what have you um, discovered as some of the rewards of surrender are?
1: Uh, my, you know, I guess the mission for, for this for this book is to entice potential readers with the promises of personal transformation, which are things like vibrant health, abundance, and love. And don't get me wrong, Tammy, these are all truly rewards of surrender. But I have an ulterior motive, and the ulterior motive is this. Once you discover and surrender to the divine within, the biggest reward is you see this divine in all creation, mm-hmm. which which means... You can no longer define your neighbor or your fellow human beings by the color of their skin or their nationality, their gender, their sexual preference. All those labels and, and you know, superficial layers just melt away and, and we truly get to feel our oneness and, and our connection. Yeah. So so for me as as we talked about in the, in the beginning of the segment once we change internally we will see changes. This is when the spiritual revolution will take place. Absolutely. One, one person at a time. Yeah. You'll start because you and, and look at the planet. We're going to see the divine in all of creation, including the planet. Poisoning and polluting the planet would will just become an absurd notion once you see your connection to it.
0: Yeah. we And we don't have to fight that anymore. We take personal responsibility and um, become like, it, I love this saying, be in the world, but not of the world. Remember our spiritual nature while still experiencing this reality of duality. So Craig, yes. I don't know if you can believe this. We only have a couple of minutes left. Can you talk uh, about the last stage, um, the last yeah, yeah. part of our journey?
1: Yep, yeah, absolutely. So when we surrender, I mean, I I pray that that everyone can get to this point in life because I swear this is where the magic begins. The magic, yes. It, it it really is. And again, to look at Joseph Campbell's hero's journey template, he you know he says we cross the abyss and now we get to this so-called metamorphosis or to this transformation, and. I call it in the book we become Superman and Superman has no reference to gender at all it's it's just a, a abbreviation for supernatural human being My wife actually does this uh, affirmation with me after we do yoga we do some meditation and affirmations and do you mind if I do this just quick little surrender affirmation Sure. Because people ask me, how do you surrender? You know, Craig, everyone, you know, these rewards and surrender sound amazing, but, you know, can you give us a practical way? So I kid you not, Tammy, you put your hand on your chest, and I swear I do this three or four times a day because I have this memorized. And I simply say, I repeat this affirmation I surrender, I devote myself to you. I am Superman, servant of the soul vehicle for your expression this is our disguise show me the way and I swear if your listeners are listening and you think this is a bunch of crap please try try it fake it until you feel it if you if you repeat this if you repeat this affirmation every day I do it before I get out of bed and before I sleep at night you Miracle. I mean, stuff just starts to yeah. unfold. It's, like it's allowing you. the soul to be in the driver's seat. And that is, is where
0: true magic can happen. So, Greg, Craig, we only have a, a few seconds left here. Okay. Where can people find you? Where can they get a copy of your book? I'm a God in Disguise and so
1: are you. Sure, sure. Amazon.com or my website, which is awesomelife.com. A-W-E-S-O-M. L-I-F-E dot com. I really appreciate it, Tammy. Absolutely. This has been
0: so much fun. I've loved our journey today. And to my guests and listeners and friends, my soul siblings, thank you for letting us be part of the energy of your day. Thank you for being part of the energy of our day. Be in touch with us, Tammy B. PhD. Go to Empower Radio. We've got lots of great um, shows for you. And just know that you are in our hearts and our prayers. We're sending you blessings that you become superhuman. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.